What do you mean opening? I don't know. You ever listen to a podcast? They have like how they introduce themselves. Are we going to like bullshit and then introduce ourselves? Yeah, we could do that. Do you want this to be your opening? (laughs) 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 We're winging the whole thing. Dude, we're back at it. We're back, bitches. (laughs) Let's fucking go. Did you find out anything more? I'm sorry to say that I haven't. At the moment, I'm at a complete loss. I don't know what to do. She's right, Dr. Stelius. I can see them, too. What should we do, Doctor? Nothing. What do you mean, nothing? There's nothing we can do. Around you. In every room of the house. In the darkness outside. We are around you. That's weird. It's weird to be back. It's nice to be back. You think so? Uh, yeah. What do you miss most about doing, Mom? I think just kicking and bullshitting around. Yeah. Yeah. It. I don't think I've ever left sober. Oh no, I never left sober. There was never a recording where I actually like walked away from mom sober. Like no. we basically took the problem children out of mom and they were like, Hey, let's have another show. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Oh, uh, Luffy? Oh dude, Carissa got me a little uh, a pocket watch for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no pocket watch is like super out of date, but it's a one piece one. I mean it's just kinda sick. I was gonna I was gonna ask if it was a full metal alchemist one, because I don't think a one piece pocket watch makes a lot of sense. Correct, but it looks sick, so it's yeah. But like, what is it of? Like, because I could see October third, whatever the year was, in the pocket watch, but I can't picture anything like One Piece related. I mean, I guess, I guess Oda would just slap his name on fucking anything. I'm pretty sure it's what he did. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just uh, it's just like the it says One Piece in the front. It's got like some cool ass design, and then you open it and it just. He's got the time, but you know it's fucked up because you can't change the time. And so it's an hour and 40 minutes off. So my son blew my mind the other day. Yeah. It doesn't happen very much. Like, I swear to God, like, he'll say things and I'm just like, oh, cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. But he's like getting to that age where like he will get into like YouTube rabbit holes. Oh, God. Did they never end? No, and they never not end. And he's, you know, seven. He's like addicted to YouTube. And like, <laughs> it's only I, we, get worse. yeah, it's only going to get worse. But like, <laughs> so he's been like showing me shit or telling me stuff. And do you know that Peach wasn't Peach in Donkey Kong, like the original? Uh, the character's name was Pauline. Why does my seven-year-old Wait, know what? that? Yeah, absolutely. What the fuck? Yeah. And uh, I got another thing. Um, he, he he told me this in the back of the car. Like, I've never heard this boy say something like that almost like made me go, damn, I now have to question everything. <laughs> what was it? Dr. Mario is the third Mario brother. What? The Italian flag is green, red, and white. Yeah. Three stripes. Mm-hmm. When the fuck would Mario ever have time to go to medical school while he's chasing down Peach the entire fucking time? I mean, you're not... God fucking... He told me that. Don't. He told me in the back that in the back of my car, and I want to let you know I've been thinking about it for like three fucking days did you just, now. Did you pull over to like... What the fuck? And then- <laughs> no, he said it. Like we were in a parking lot, and he said it. And I like, I heard him say it, and I was like, uh huh, yeah. Wait, what? And you're lying in bed that night. You're like just 
it comes back up. I'm like, what the fuck? I think you're like the third person I've fucking told about this, and you guys all have the same <laughs> reaction. Like, Mason... <laughs> was like, well, I thought it was Wario. And I'm like, I thought Wario was like, I thought Wario and Waluigi were like cousins. Like That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, they're not brothers. They're no. like cousins. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like fucked me up. I don't know if that fucks you up. I don't know if you're going to be thinking about that for the next couple days, but... Uh, I might. This is your Call to Madness. I am your host, Tyler Campbell. And I'm your reigning dipshit, Jake. Today, we are going to be getting into some fun topics about our past with shows. Yeah, and concerts. And some actual history about some really deadly ones that actually took place. So <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about. I got They're so fucking dumb. I gotta ask you, man. What is your favorite favorite terrible event at a festival? Like, who were you seeing? What was the show like? And what happened? Are we talking like the actual band fucking up, or like the crowd? Oh, dude, either, either. Something that like made you walk away from a show and been like, "Damn, I'm never gonna forget that fuck up." Okay, here, here you go. I still fucking think about it to this day. Um, I'm as, I was at a Warp tour in Chicago. I don't know what year, but we were standing in the stands. And this guy comes up behind me. You know, it was summertime. It was really fucking hot outside. I'm sweating. He goes, "Hey, man, can I lick your back? It's pretty sweaty." I'm like, "No." Don't do that. Turned around and then he continued. <laughs> no, stranger, keep your saliva away from me. And then he turned and he continued to lick my back and then uh, walk away. And I was like, I'm uh, sorry, what the fuck? Dude. And like that, I, I'm sure you went and like, well, I. How old are you? You're 20, 25. 25. When was when when do you I think, think I was, this warp tour was? Because I went to every warp tour from like 2008 on back. I think it was. I was 16 or 17. 16 or 17. So let's just say that was like close to the end. Can I just, before we even get into this, I just want to say I miss Warped Tour. I miss going to like an all day festival for 40 fucking dollars. Yep. You get to see all your favorite bands. I wanted to to go to the one in Chacopee. Chacopee? Where the fuck is it? Chacopee up in Minnesota. Yeah. By Valley Fair. I heard the layout's really fucking good. The one in Chicago, you're like the fucking maze. Oh, well, yeah, it's a maze. And then like Tinley Park, dude, love Tinley Park. Mm-hmm. Love. I yep. That was the one I went to the most. Chicago was, was fantastic. I mean, you're fucking from there. I hope you go to that one. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I also went to Indianapolis. I went to, uh, I can't remember which, uh, Noblesville, Noblesville, Indiana. Okay. And Noblesville was one of my favorite venues to go to because it was where I went to my first concert. And who was that? It was suicide silence it was mayhem fest but the first band i saw was suicide silence mitch lucker unanswered just was just released as an album they weren't that big at that time dude like they they were not that big and i was probably like five four you know just getting out of eighth grade (laughs) tiny little bastard yeah (laughs) going to this fucking concert and my first heavy metal band i didn't even really care for heavy metal slipknot was headlining that year and i was like really i just started getting into heavy metal like you think that's like the heaviest band out there and then you walk into suicide silence and yeah absolutely well i didn't i didn't think it was like the heaviest but i thought they were pretty heavy and i knew about heavier stuff because i would listen to riley's music all the time but like (laughs) it was never like i don't know i never saw myself being in that kind of environment that i that i would actually enjoy myself and actually get into the, the metal yeah 
uh, seeing Mitch Lucker was awesome, but also seeing this like 300 pound white guy with ginger red fro <laughs> covered in his own blood, still rocking out. Yeah. Will that, always scar me. That's how those contras go, man. man. They're fucking great. I have never seen uh, a scarier moment in my life. Like I just see this man just covered in his own blood, holding his like nose and you could just see all this blood coming out and he's still headbanging and like he's rocking, having the time of his life, having the time of his fucking life, dude. You deal with that injury later. You enjoy the show. That's how it goes. I don't, I, I, man, no. I, there was one time I saw Disturbed, and uh, why? <laughs> I, because it was all part of the same show. Ah, fair, okay. It was, it was all part of just. It was, I think it was Mayhem Fest. No, it wasn't Disturbed. Might have been Disturbed. It might have been how I ended my night. Yeah, I think it was how I ended my night because Disturbed <laughs> played. It was Dragon Force, Disturbed, and Slipknot. They were the headliners, and <laughs> they can't play uh, through the Fire and Flames live, can they? Oh, they did, but they can't do it. Well, no, 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 I no, I don't know what kind of like crack like Herman Lee smoked that day during the recording booth, but got good on him. He was going fucking hard. But yeah, I was disturbed and we were circle pitting. I was running and they had a security guard out on the lawn in Noblesville. And I ran into the security guard. And again, I'm like five, three, eight grade. Now I bounced off of him. He turned around. And this dude looked like Andre the Giant to me. And he grabbed, he put a hand on my shirt and he put a hand on my like belt loop area, like almost my crotch, but not quite there. Yeah. And picked me up and slammed me on the ground. God damn. Like a suitcase, Jesus dude. Christ, yeah. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. Like a fucking bag of ice, but yeah. you got a Casey's parking lot. Absolutely. I was that bag of ice, dude. It was insane. Oh fuck, man. All right, so you, you, you tell me. What was your what was your show? What was your moment? What was your memory? Honestly, it okay. So it's still warp tour. <laughs> it I don't have a lot of moments like that where I like running because you know I'm not five four and 140 pounds. I'm you know six four and 240 pounds, close enough. But yeah, I never run anybody and then just get bounced off and then thrown around. But I have a lot of those weird moments where like at warp tour I was uh, standing on those foldable stadium seats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you are you can't get in the pits, it's too fucking packed. You start trying to jump and whatnot because the beat and shit. Mm-hmm. And they start, the chairs start to fold up. And this girl, I think she was like 20 or whatever next to me, but she was like 5'1". And I started falling over and I grabbed her and took her with me. Mm-hmm. And damn, she was not fucking happy. My brother fell too. We all just douched it. I don't know. I don't have a lot of the fucking, I don't know, the stories of me getting fucked up, but me fucking people up there, that's different. See, I was always the tiny guy that would try to get in the mosh pits, and then I would, like, ricochet off of people. Like, bigger people. Like, I'd be fine, mm-hmm. but then I would find, like, a, 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 a dude, like, built like you, and I would run into him, and I yeah. would be on the floor. Yeah. And thank God metalheads are so fucking nice. That yeah, they just stop the yeah, pit and pick you up. Then. Pick yeah, you it's up, nice. And then they beat your ass again. And yeah. That's what's, I love <laughs> that's it. I goes. love it. And that's, <laughs> that was honestly, like, when I got into the circle pit for Suicide Silence that year, I never felt more alive. I was like, this is what my life this is what i want to do with my life right now i want yeah. to go to concerts i want to i want to experience this stuff so um what's another bad moment what, what else something with the band think i've ever really had one where the band like fucks up or anything but yeah i don't know come back to me i'll think of that one okay well i don't really have very many bad stories either with bands i mean i've had like bands show up being absolutely shithouse and not knowing how to do their part like who like I saw the year Austin Carlisle was out for heart surgery 
and they had this vocalist that absolutely despised Austin Carlisle because oh, he, was, yeah. he was an asshole. Like Austin, like he was a prick. Mm-hmm. He got kicked out of Attack Attack for being such a douche. But uh, they, he went out on heart surgery. Uh, of Mice and Men wanted to do their show, and they had this vocalist come out, and he didn't know any of the fucking words. <laughs> he didn't know any of the fucking words. He acted like an asshole, and I'm almost positive the dude was fucking just absolutely ploshed off dude, his ass. Dude, he had to have been. Yeah. There was another time in uh, 1969 of December 6th. It is the Almont Free Concert of Death. Have you heard of this? I have not. You have not. Well, for a time of love and drugs and the Rolling Stones, 300,000 people gathered for what Jagger called the Woodstock of the West. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. You're thinking like, I'm thinking like Woodstock 99. Was that was that the last Woodstock? And it I was Limp Bizkit? I don't know about those. Okay, so like, anytime I think about like Woodstock, like I just, I think about peace and love and I I, I just, I could never, I don't know. It was probably the the, the dirtiest nastiest time to be there too because mm-hmm. people would just litter and shit and like you just had a bunch of dirty ass hippies yeah. just all over the fucking place no showers sleeping there for fucking days oh, yeah, on end but dude but i would be a part of that man i would have yeah. d- done that like if i was alive during that time period like hate Nashbury, fucking sign me up man that was music was fucking great and the dr- so were the drugs <laughs> <laughs> i mean they still are but not that good instead of a lifetime and of that sweet 60s love and peace that they were promised, they only found death, mayhem, and a bad side of the infamous 1% biker gang, the Hells Angels, that left four people dead. <laughs> Hold on. You said mayhem, reminding me of the fucking band. Mayhem? And their album cover. Oh, the, of, the, of the dead, fucking singer. Of dead, yeah. Blew his fucking brains out in the bathroom. It, and they, they made it the album yeah. cover. And, the, and the, all the band members took pieces of his skull and wore it in necklaces. Oh yeah, yeah. Hellhammer, Hellhammer rejected it and like left the band. I'm almost positive. No like, shit. Yeah, yeah. That like caused him to get the fuck out because it was like weird. Because it was like yeah, it's super fucked it was up. Like, though, hey but... man, wear this. I mean, it's pretty wear metal, this. but yes, yeah, yeah. But, but... <laughs> I don't know. If, if you're curious and you don't know what that is, type in Mayhem Dead Shotgun Blast and you'll you'll find it. 1969, the Stones were on their longest American tour to date. By 1969, the stones were huge, tickets were expensive, so Mick was thinking of his fans and and thought it would be cool to throw a show with a few other bands for free. No harm in that, right? Not at all. Dude, that would be awesome. Uh, Bands like The Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplanes, and Santana were on the list to play. No shit. Yeah, dude. And this is like- For fucking free? For free, dude. All you have to do is show up. That would drive hours and hours for Oh, yeah, and people did. 300,000 of them. Yeah. I don't blame them. <laughs> so where did it go wrong? It took a total of seven months to plan out Woodstock. Seven fucking months to plan out a concert that big. I mean, and it still was a shit show. <laughs> it still was a shit show. <laughs> it still was a shit show. Like, yeah, it went off without a hitch, but like the damage, the, the grossness. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't know. In it my mind, wasn't even fucking close to clean. No, not even fucking close. Where Mick and the other bands tried to do this. But they only had, like, a few weeks to do it. Not the bad. concert was originally planned to be held at the San Jose University, but the college wanted nothing to do with this. After a few more venue changes, they finally found the venue two days before the show. Oof. Two fucking days. <laughs> fucking oof. They landed at the uh, almost racetrack in California. What do you think is important to have a concert? You have two days to set up a concert. What are you going to set up? I don't know. Honestly, the fucking stage, the area where the crowd's going to fucking be, 
the merch tables. If it's a free show, you're gonna, you're gonna get money somehow, and I probably security. Ooh, so you're like not thinking the Hell's Angels being there? Nope, nope. Okay, so like medical tents would have been like cool. They didn't have those. They didn't have toilets. They didn't have merch bars. They didn't have a good stage. They had a place basically in the middle of a racetrack, and the (laughs) stage was set up right behind a mountain. So like people would like slide down and go onto the stage, and it would piss the Hell's Angels off, and they would get get yeeted the fuck off. Is there a video of that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. All this can be. Oh yeah, it can all be found. Oh fuck yeah. From the concert being rushed from place to place, there weren't any bathrooms, there weren't any medical tanks, there wasn't a solid spot for the stage or even for lights for people to see. Wait, there were no lights? There were no lights. <laughs> there were no, like, they had, like, this makeshift, like, stand that had, sp- like, searchlights on them. Oh, my fucking yeah, God. It you was... only see, like, the, the three feet of fucking light that it shows? Yeah, absolutely. Like you just see like a like a just McJagger's face or like it was, but nothing else. So like you know like movies when there's like a prison break and yeah. they have the searchlights yep. just absolutely. That's going what I nuts. imagine actually. Yeah, yeah exactly and that's that. exactly what it is, but oh with like a lot of God. people and like a lot of danger like <laughs> shit going on. Not only did the bands begin to wonder who would do security for the bands, well, good old Jefferson Airplane decided to suggest the Hell's Angels only because they were cheap. What can go wrong with that? You know what they wanted for price. Mm, what $500 worth of beer and the promise of a good show that's what got them out there oh what the fuck that's all it takes I can go with you 500 bucks for the beer at a concert everything was ready to go as if there wasn't a shitload of red flags and I'm sure the bands thought that this would work themselves like this all these problems they would be okay it would work itself out everything <laughs> would be fine man everything's gonna be okay dude oh, like, you know, just sweeping <laughs> shit under the rug. Like, it's one day. What the fuck's going to happen? Who Get the fuck? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't have shit planned. No, not two fucking days to get the vent. Oh, my dude, there's no fucking way. <laughs> As dawn broke and the bands began to play, the hippies did what hippies do, and they got fucked up on a lot of drugs. The Hells Angels responded with violence. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, who would have saw that coming? <laughs> Things like beating people with pool cues and other improvised <laughs> objects for simple concert-going actions, <laughs> jumping on stage, doing whatever <laughs> some could do to get a better view, or even, like, one guy accidentally knocked over a bike, like a motorcycle bike. Oh, there! Oh, fuck no. Yeah. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. No. The Hells Angels took no prisoners in this concert of love and peace. As tensions continued to rise, <laughs> the bands did whatever they could, but some were hurt in the process. It was only pure chaos. And what makes matters worse, the bands like the Grateful Dead started pulling out the moment they heard the lead singer of the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young band was stabbed by a bike spoke from one of the Hells Angels motorcycles. <laughs> he was fucking they stabbed? Wait, 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 wait. By, by was, a Hells Angel or like a fucking it, member? It was, a, it was a bike spoke. Yeah, but did he get stabbed from a Hells Angel? Or from a crowd member. I mean, it's technically the bike, so I guess the Hell's Angels. But I mean, I can't really blame an inanimate object for doing something. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. So basically, the vocalist got stabbed on this bike. Uh, they couldn't get away fast enough. The Grateful Dead. With the dead gone, the stage was empty for two hours, causing more unrest. The Stones finally showed up to the show and was immediately met with hostility. Mick Jagger was punched in the face and was screamed at by fans. By the third song, the Stones had stopped playing so they could plead to the bikers and hippies for peace, which fell on deaf ears. Young Meredith Hunter climbed the speaker 
for a better view and was immediately pulled down, beaten, and as a last-ditch <laughs> effort to save himself, he pulled out a gun, which prompted the Hell's Angels to pull out a knife and stab Meredith repeatedly in the back. Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, Meredith wasn't the only death. Two people were killed in a hit-and-run after the show, and another person was found dead in an irrigation ditch, drowned and high on LSD. One night of love left four dead, <laughs> hundreds injured, and a lifetime of horror, trauma, and a single night. <laughs> this concert was the end of peace and love for the 60s. I don't think what. <laughs> there's dude. no fucking way there's any person that ever like, you know what? That's a good idea. We need security. Hell's Angels. <laughs> there's no fucking way anyone thought it's a good idea. <laughs> Mick Jagger did. <laughs> Jefferson Airplanes did. Santana and the Grateful Dead did. If I'm going to get security, I'm not going to get the cheapest one. Well, the problem with that was that they did it in such a way so that the police couldn't get involved because, like, 300,000 people are going to descend onto their city. Yeah. And they have, like, a day to prepare. So, <laughs> like... The first problem. <laughs> yeah. So, the cops aren't going to come over and be like, hey, we'll do security. No, they didn't have time for that shit. They just said, like, hey... Anyone had, if, you, okay, if you don't get the, the venue set within a month... Just cancel the fucking show. Well, you want to know something fucked up is like there were other the the university that originally said that they were going to host them, uh, San Jose. Basically, the reason why they turned them down in the first place was because Mick Jagger was such a cheap fucking bastard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they wanted like a percent of all ticket sales. They wanted they wanted half percent of all of merch, and they wanted half. half. Of every, they wanted steep. half of everything, and it all had to come from the bands themselves. And they were like, "We're throwing on the free show." I see why they passed up on that. Yeah, I so like, I, I get it. Like, I get it. And venues these days are starting to try to take cuts out of merch. Yeah, it, it's nuts. It, like, that's it, them making the fucking t-shirts or the fucking posters, and then that's their. They, if they're merch, that should be their fucking stuff. Not it's their property. They're yeah. bringing it in and an attempt to sell your stuff. Like when we have merch and like we sell stuff, it's, it's going to be through us. Like <laughs> would that, we, be, would we, that mean Carissa gets a portion of it? Cause no, it's you, house? that's your, that's your call, man. That's <laughs> no, your call. No, I'm writing that. this room off on my taxes and you're not going <laughs> to do shit about it. Oh my God. We can write off the fucking house payment on our taxes. Cause we're oh. We found a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just yeah, there's there's a lot of red flags, man, and a lot of people could have been saved from this, but you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Did you know about this story before we went in? No, no, nothing. I know you mentioned it, but I was like, I don't know the fuck you're talking about. -uh. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not gonna look it up. I'm gonna wait for it, <laughs> dude. Okay, so I'm really I'm really stoked for the next story, oh, but God. I want I want another one of your questions first. Okay. Well, in related to the, I'm going to call it gang stuff, my brother and I were in Omaha at an Attila concert. I know you fucking love them. I, I, I yeah, they're phenomenal, I've, I've aren't met, they? I've met Franz quite a few times. Yeah, he's a complete asshole. He is a dick. Yeah, he's, he was, he was like, we were smoking with him and then like a bunch of fans showed up and he took my blunt and just handed it off to everybody oh, else. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I didn't get it back. Oh, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, yeah, I understand why I hate him now. I was I was a little upset about that, and then there are a couple times that I've met him, and he was not the nicest person, but then there was, like, one time where he was a genuine, nice human being. So it's, like, one out of every ten times or whatever? Yeah, it's not a good... It's not a good, <laughs> it's not a good stat? No. It's not even a C-. minus. No, but go on. But anyway, so when we got to the show, my brother went first. He was born in 88. I'm born in 98. At the time, I was... 18, 19, I don't remember. And so they saw his 
his birthday was 88, and I went next. They saw him. They thought it was 88, and so they just gave me a fucking wristband to drink. And my brother came back out, and he goes, it's taking so long. I just came back in with a fucking wristband. I'm like, dude, I can drink. <laughs> Almost legally. Almost fucking legally. Obviously, I got fucking hammered. But when we were done with the show, we went to the gas station to get some water to try to sober up before we drove home, which we did wait before, you know, we got to. He stopped drinking halfway to the show. I was trying to sober up, really. He was in the gas station. And the clerk was checking him out, and he looked. The clerk looked into the parking lot and saw a bunch of guys walking to the fucking store. And then he goes, "Oh no, get the fuck out of here!" And my brother's like, "What do you What do you mean?" He looked over and saw a bunch of men in red, and then looked back into the store, and there were like two men. It was blue, the Crips. Yeah, Crips and Bloods. There's a fucking gang war that started while I was in the parking lot, and he was in the fucking store, and like he just bolted out. The fucking guy just fucking dipped. The red, the, the clerk just dipped, and we just tore off out of there. I don't know what happened a bit, but yeah, a gang war started while we were in the parking lot. Yeah, it was fucking whack. I don't think that. I mean, I guess that counts as the show experience. I mean, I guess like you were there. It was part of it. Yeah, I guess. I just that's just fucking. That's an, that's like a side quest. And yeah, it's like a side quest to a show. But it started from the show technically. Yeah, so I mean, I'm gonna. But a lot of problems start after the show. Yeah. A lot of problems. You have all the fucking alcohol and you're still the adrenaline from the fucking show. And then I feel bad for bands. What? I do. I genuinely feel like st- packing up and then driving for the next day. Well, yeah, you have that. Then you just have a bunch of drunk assholes yeah. and you got to hope that your band members don't get too fucked up because then they're going to be pieces of shit the next day. <laughs> you got to sit in a bus with these guys for fucking hours at a time. Like I genuinely feel sorry. Like I, I seeing the world being famous. Sure. That sounds fun and all, but like, man, it comes with prices, like yeah, the money and stuff, really fucking cool, and like yeah, being at the the microphone and controlling thousands of people, whatever you do, that's pretty fucking sick. But yeah, you're talking like people afterwards. That's not a good time. No, it's not. And on February twentieth of two thousand three, a heavy metal show in the Station Nightclub of West Warwick of Rhode Island, there were four hundred and sixty two people crammed into this venue. And for some reason, it would be the last concert some of them would ever see again. And what's nuts is it was 50 people over capacity. It was stacked. The band, The Great White. Have you ever heard of them? I have not. Why I, would they sell more tickets in their capacity? I don't know. Like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, they're still a band today, too. No, they're they're still a band today. Yeah, the vocalist left in like 2011, but I just, I don't know. I mean, if shit, I'm sure the band didn't have a fucking problem with it. Yeah, it's more sales. They didn't give a fuck. No, absolutely not. The band The Great White was known for kicking off their show with a controlled shower of sparks from both sides of the stage and some pointing at like a 45-degree angle down. So it was just like sparks just absolutely obliterating the, the crowd. With us being welders, like I know for a fact that sparks don't feel good. Like, do you get burned? Yeah, I know. And I remember like... Back in high school, when like there would be people that would like reach <laughs> out their cool. <laughs> yeah, they'd reach out their hand and like get burned and like ah 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 like and I would I would try it because I'm like oh these tough kids are doing it I bet I could fucking do it and I did it for a second I'm like that fucking hurts <laughs> little fucking pieces of metal coming at you, you know, five hundred miles an hour speaking of metal class back in high school and there's some kids way back when obviously uh-huh. they thought that if they made a metal airplane like a paper airplane but a metal they would fly. And they spent a week on it, and they were super stoked to do it. And they went in the parking lot and threw it, and just yeah, <laughs> just no immediately, shit. And no the shit. disappointment on their face was priceless. I would, 
Man, growing up in Iowa, you guys must have had a blast. We're fucking dumb. As uh, as the band took the stage and started playing Desert Moon, within seconds of their tour manager lighting the fountains to create the sparks, the acoustic foam began to catch on fire, almost immediately shooting flames to the ceiling. Now, Jake, I I bet you're wondering why people didn't run right then and there. Well, my alcoholic friend, let me tell you what. <laughs> they paid for the show and had their drinks, and they're like, that's fucking cool. The crowd thought it was a part of the set due to the music video <laughs> for Desert Moon, which showed the band surrounded by flames. <laughs> they had to look really fucking cool, though. Yeah, for a split second until, <laughs> until it got out of hand. <laughs> a few moments, the band stopped playing. The lead singer of the Great Whites, Jack Russell, calmly grabbed the mic and said to them, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Chaos and panic quickly rushed through the crowd. Most of the crowd didn't know the layout. So those 462 people flooded the main entrance. The main entrance quickly became clogged. Like people. Traffic jam. Yeah, dude. The people that made it out were trying to pull people through the doorway and they couldn't. That's how fucking crammed they were because Jesus. they couldn't calmly just one at a fucking time. <laughs> You know what's crazy is this incident changed a lot of fire bylaws. Where really? did we get into this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot of laws got changed. People were dropping dead due to the smoke inhalation coming from the acoustic foam. Acoustic foam, when burned, can kill a person within a few breaths due to the toxicity of it. It also releases a heavy, thick smoke, making it virtually impossible to see inside while the fire was burning. At the end, 100 people were killed. Jesus. Yeah, either due to being crushed, smoke inhalation, or from the fire itself. But hold up, hold up, hold up. Were there, like, the water sprinkler things in the ceiling? Oh, we're going to get there. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Oh, we're going to get there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, you're probably wondering about the band, but Jake's not right now. He's not. No, he's, fuck that. He's on, the, he's on the logical shit. Like, <laughs> why didn't their safety precautions work? <laughs> let me tell you what. Now, you're probably wondering about the band. Well, my friend... They exited stage right and got out unscathed. But there was a bouncer at the door stopping people from going in and using the ex- the escape because it was for the band only. Are you fucking kidding me? I am not, dude. I am not. Did he die? Uh, he should have. I don't know. I don't have that in my notes. I'm sure he fucking did because he was <laughs> probably standing asshole. in there as long as he possibly could <laughs> until he realized it was a problem. <laughs> What a fucking douchebag. Everybody survived except for Ty Longley. What happened to him? He returned into the building for his guitar, but <laughs> underestimated <laughs> the severity of the fire. All I'm saying is I get it. Because <laughs> if my house is on fire, I'm going to go back in the basement for a samurai suit. You fucking know it. I'm going to come back out. I will die down here if I have to. You you would go back for your samurai suit? I paid $3,400 for that. I don't. My life doesn't mean shit now. I don't know if what that's I, gone. What did I? What did I work for? I mean, I'd probably run inside for my pets. Well, that, that's obviously first. I'm there to go outside, and then I go back inside, and then get what I oh, want. Oh, so that would be your first go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so pets first, and then I go back in for the cool shit. Like yeah, I can see you like going all the way downstairs, <laughs> and, and then no like trying, room. yeah, and then trying to get out and seeing that your front, like your door is on fire. Then you're like, "Fuck, what do I do? What would you do?" Die? <laughs> you think you could throw that sa- uh, samurai suit on fast enough? I need two people for that. Not gonna happen. <laughs> nah, like, that sucks. Yeah, like what if like an intruder comes in, I'm gonna have I'm gonna wake up Carissa, tell the intruder to hold up, and then go downstairs with her, 
spend 15 minutes putting the thing on, and then go back upstairs and then fight the guy. And by that time, all my stuff's gone. You know what? That's honestly, I don't know of a cooler way to die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there is one. There's not. I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, you know, uh, being attacked by the Loch Ness Monster, being attacked by an out of focus Bigfoot, <laughs> being abducted by aliens and never returning. That'd be uh, pretty cool, though. Not gonna lie. Getting your butthole ate by like Satan or something. What? <laughs> Can we back up for a second? No, no, no. We're moving fuck? on. No, not at all. In the end, a hundred people lost their lives. Over two hundred and fifty people were hurt. But uh, who do we blame? Who do we blame in this Is that situation? Fucking security guard. Well, yeah, he sucks too. <laughs> he sucks too, man. I hope Honestly, he's on the fucking obituary because that dude's an asshole. The biggest dick in town lives. Yeah. <laughs> douchebag <laughs> oh fuck man was it the band who was told not to use the pyrotechnics the venue or the lack of sprinkler system yeah that's right they didn't have one bro <laughs> they didn't have they one fucking have one. Oh my fucking god well in the end both were to blame and the band's manager and owner of the club served with over 200 counts of manslaughter two for each victim god damn one it. for criminal negligence manslaughter and the other being a misdemeanor manslaughter to this date there is a permanent memorial site where this fire happened and every february 20th there is a memorial service for the victims of the station nightclub i'm trying to make up a joke to fuck over the security guard for not letting one out but i can't do that because it's a really bad thing to say i bet it was i bet the security guard leaves the memorial I bet he survived. Dude, I'm going to be pissed if he did. I bet he fucking, like, last minute he, like, turned around and was like, all right, now that no one's at this door, I can go out of this door. <laughs> That's probably what happened. Like, I everyone's bet he saw, going to the front door. He's like, oh, losers. I bet front. he saw, like, Ty Long- uh, Longley, like, struggling trying to get his guitar out, and he's like, fucking loser, and, like, <laughs> left that fucking door. I don't get paid enough for this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. No, fuck these people. <laughs> God damn it. Man. <laughs> what was your greatest show experience? All time. Ooh, uh... Probably my first concert, actually. What was it? Who was it? Okay, so it was close to home, Texas in July, of mice and men, Miss May I, and we came as Romans. Like back when they were, you know, still heavy ish, like metalcore, like the OG stuff. Yeah. But when Miss May I was playing, uh, I don't know if it was Relentless Chaos or Masses of a Dying Breed. I'm pretty sure it was Masses of a Dying Breed was playing. I got on stage and was rocking out with, uh, with Levi. And then body surfed back or jumped off stage and body surfed and they got thrown to the mosh pit and then back up on body surfing and was fucking around and back on stage and then headbanged a little bit more and then back on body surfing. It was so fucking cool. Sounds pretty tits. Yeah, I was 14 and that was the highlight of my life. What was, what was something that you'll never forget about that concert? Your exact memory. <laughs> Before I went into the pit, we were on the right side of the room and I look over. And someone threw a fucking water bottle from the back of the room and then just domed a guy in the front of the room. I fucking love those moments. <laughs> it's fucking phenomenal. Because they get so angry and they don't know where it came yeah, from. Yeah, they turn around like, what the fuck? And yeah, then, I don't know. And, then and the guy, you get to see him like get all pissed off. And then, oh, yeah. Like, no one knew where it came from. Oh, yeah, they never do. It's like, it get fucking beamed across the room. And it's like, all right, who threw that? No one's going to fucking own up to that shit. I know. Okay, it's my brother when he was in check. If he had Warped Tour a long-ass time ago with his friends. Um, one of his friends got hit in the head, or no, yeah. So one of his friends got hit with the head of the shoe. Oh, that was mine. Hold on, maybe close. No, it was not because I know for a fact because on the car ride home he was like, "No, I got hit in the head of the shoe," 
And the guy's like, yeah, someone threw my shoe, actually, right? I threw my shoe. And he goes, wait a second. This kind of shoe? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> One of his friends threw the fucking shoe, hit his other friend somewhere else in the fucking pit with that shoe. <laughs> fucking gone. <laughs> yeah. Fucking gone. My, yeah, I used to take my, like, old pairs of Vans and Toms, and I would throw them into the crowd. You were that kind of guy? Every fucking show. I would, it was like a fucking, it was like a ritual I'd do. I would so bring my chucks. no worries at all about people like jumping and stepping on your toes. And no, I'd bring, them. I'd bring a new pair. Like I'd have my new <laughs> pair and I'd bring my old pairs and I, that's how I sacrificed them so just, every year. So every year. Like you got to keep up with it, man. I'm <laughs> fucking tired of it. <laughs> it's like my tradition basically getting shit faced on Christmas. Then. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. It's not even close. It's I mean, a tradition. It's a, a ritual. It? Yeah. Just because it has the word tradition in it doesn't mean it's fucking <laughs> the same thing. I mean, it's pretty fucking close. God, damn it, Jake. No, but uh, I think, I think for twenty twenty four, I think I I want to go see so many bands like Sleep Token. I was like, don't fucking say it. Don't fucking, <laughs> I knew you were gonna fucking say it. Okay, for everyone who does not know, I fucking hate Sleep Token with oh, we'll a passion. Be, we'll be bringing it up throughout the show because uh, it all started. <laughs> on I just want to let XM. you know you lost us a billion listeners. Oh fuck them! We don't need them <laughs> shitholes. Anyways, <laughs> at work I listen to SiriusXM and I listen to it for you know six hours a day. And I would hear the song "The Summoning" eight to ten times a fucking day, and I. That's why you got to get something called Spotify. You know, I like to listen to a variety of stuff, but even though I hear songs eight, nine times ten a day, but I hear it so many fucking times, I learned I really, really, really fucking hate it. And then Asshat over here actually likes them. Like, hey, you ever heard of Sleep Token? And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck that band. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's your problem? And I tell him the story. And he goes, do you like Sleep Token? And just keeps fucking bringing it up. Fast forward to Christmas. The wife got me a gift. What kind of gift? What kind of gift? It was a box. Yeah, okay? it was inside that box. <laughs> she she pulls her phone out and starts recording. I'm like, don't do this. I don't want to part. Don't record this. And she goes, I want to see your reaction. I'm like, it's Sleep Token, is it? It's this fucking album. She goes, not an album of Sleep Token. It's not Sleep Token. I'm like, it's Sleep Token. She goes, no, it's not. I open the fucking box. It's a canvas. It's our wedding photo. I'm like, oh, that's really fucking cool. And then I look up and fucking asshat fucking cropped in Sleep Token mask over the wife's face and so now <laughs> and i'm over here like passionately looking at my wife i'm like wow i love her but now fuckhead put sleep token over now and now i have a canvas in my house of me loving sleep token you know what i'm so happy you you uh you have found the way do you <laughs> i mean i'm gonna clip that out i don't know if you know this but i have the ability to clip out i love sleep token <laughs> fucking bo- fuck <laughs> I love sleep token. I love sleep token. I love sleep token. Damn it. <laughs> I better send it to the group chat. As a matter of fact, it's going to be my ringtone from now on. Just like I call you, I love sleep token. I, I love, so- oh, I I love sleep token. again. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> it all started. So, like, we went to uh, Chicago in early December to go see Cow Decapitation, and we got a meet and greet. Oh, shit. And so, Carissa and I, we got a photo with Cow Decapitation, and I made it in a profile picture. <laughs> we fucking cropped it out, sleep token mask. Over all over cattle keep decapitations uh, face and stuff, and then send it to me. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I texted my fucking tattoo guy. I'm like, I want a tattoo tomorrow. And he was like, okay, what do you want? I'm like, I want f- sleep token. Fucking sucks. He goes, tell me in the morning you want it, and we'll do it. Cause I was kind of drunk. I texted in the morning I'm like, I want it. Fuck this band. 
And so currently, under my right tit, <laughs> I have sleep token fucking socks. <laughs> I bullied him. I mind fucked him into getting a tattoo of a band that he does not like. I fucking, I, I if that's stand. not fucking genius, I don't know what is. <laughs> I am so fucking diabolical. It's not it's even funny. Fucking dumb. I told him I was like, guys, I have a surprise for you guys tomorrow, and like they're all like, what's it gonna be? Like I'm. I'm fucking dying to know what it is, cause like me, it could be anything. You know, I bought a samurai suit just out of fucking nowhere. I buy swords. I buy pinball machines. I buy all this dumb shit. I fucking text him at like what three o'clock or whatever the next day. It was a picture. <laughs> Sleep token fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm dying on this hill. Sleep token fucking blows. Major cock. Yeah, well, that's to each their own. To each their own. My Photoshop job on that. Was it was pretty solid. I'll give it that. Pretty solid. It was pretty solid. Guys, I cannot thank you enough for checking out this new show that we've got. Jake and I are on this new adventure of <laughs> madness. We can't wait to have you guys back every other week. We're not yeah. sure on a date that we're going to be uploading. I don't know. It could be Monday. It could be uh, Sunday. It could be literally any day. It could be tomorrow. It could I be tomorrow, know. and I'm not 100% sure. I highly doubt that, though. It's not going to be tomorrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, dude, thank you so much, Jake, for wanting to do this with me, man. Thank you for letting me get sleep token fucking sucks in my forever and always this has been your call to madness i am your oh fuck that almost fucked that up (laughs) i almost said i was your fearless leader i'm not i'm not that's not me i'm still your raining dipshit i'm yeah well you continue to be the raining dipshit that's your instagram (laughs) handle yeah i can't change that And this has been your call to madness. I am Tyler Campbell. And I'm your rain and dipshit. If you guys have any comments or questions on the show, please email us at a call to madness at gmail.com. I will probably have that set up today. Hopefully no one stole it. If they did, they're dicks. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> no one our fucking luck they did. Like <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at a call to madness, all one word. Jake, you are raining dipshit on Instagram. <laughs> I'm raining dipshit, yeah. It's R E I G. Oh, if I can't spell, it's not raining. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not raining like R A I N. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> That's right, Jake. Tell them how not to spell that. Remember when you like you tagged me in something and you put R A I N. Like I'm a uh, brain yeah. dipshits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That just comes and goes. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, he's raining dipshit. Apparently he can't spell it right now for you because he's too uh too goofy. R E I G N N G. I'm pretty sure that's right. I don't know. I need to write it out. I can't spell. You're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah, I know. You can't uh, even spell. Fuck up. <laughs> oh fuck. All right, just remember, guys, you called, but you only found madness. Madness.